Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks? I'm Big Dipper and that's me, Paul. Welcome no, to you. Big Dipper and me, Paul, Sloppy Seconds. <laughs> Queer tea nominated, baby. Get out and vote. You can vote once a day. Vote for us. Oh, yeah. You can vote once a day on once the Queer Tea website My mom for your told me, best she goes, podcast. I've- my mom what? voted. She was like, I voted. I f- it felt so dirty. Did she like, vote in the real election, too? Yes, she did. Okay, good for her. Good for you, Nikki. Um, Meepaw, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling fine. I'm ready to take on the world. It's freezing cold, so I've just been up all morning just like, how do I get warm? We had the the weirdest winter in LA. I mean, we're still in the middle of it, but literally two weeks ago, a week ago, it was eighty five degrees every single day. I I felt three like days we... ago it was eighty five degrees. <laughs> I, I was out like... roller skating. It was lovely. <laughs> we, we completely skipped like winter, and now I mean, everyone where there's actual snow, people in the Midwest on the East Coast, I'm sure, are rolling their eyes listening to this. But you wake up is so chilly. It's just a little too cold for my little toesies. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> oh my god well you know what today it's gonna get hot and spicy in here today oh i knew that because our guest isn't wearing a shirt already <laughs> yes it's uh we're gonna have a little uh, we're gonna have a sexy episode today Ooh, so yeah. put on some sexy music for this sexy sloppy seconds episode here's a question we can get into it when we bring our guest in but why is like saxophone music just immediately like why is that when you say sexy music i just heard like no it's that one song yes it's that song well that's a spice girls Girls, right oh no what are you singing i'm singing that one i i don't know the name of the artist it's the saxophone it's the sexy music that comes to mind anytime you think of sexy music i'm thinking of the spice girl song Together, you and me together. You can't believe it. What is? Yeah, whatever. Is that to become one? All right, our guest. It is to become one because that song's about sex. Okay, we'll be right back. better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto 
Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice, the combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many, like I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice and I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. We are back with yes. our very special guest who, when I reached out via text and we text, I said, what should I call you? And he said, just call me Daddy Will. Oh, so <laughs> Daddy Will. So please welcome into your ears, Will Tantra, a.k.a. Daddy Will. Yes. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me today, guys. Of course. Thank Thanks you for, for being swinging here. by. So do now, you when you say you started messaging via text, is yes. this via like text messaging? Yeah, yes. I don't even. I think <laughs> how do yeah, you have his I think number? I reached out to you on Twitter, and then you gave me your phone number, something like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we trace like handing out the phone number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't take me long. <laughs> <laughs> I used I to have my business cards laminated for those steam room introductions. <laughs> oh my! Oh, do you miss those days? <laughs> oh God, terribly, terribly. I tried to make my own in a hot shower, but it's just not the same. <laughs> I saw a product uh, that is like a little, like a disc, like a disc of like. Uh, like a pressed powder disc that you're supposed to throw in your shower and it creates like like scented steamy vapors so like just a regular shower can like feel like a steam room 
I'm currently ordering one right now. Thank you for the tip. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) So we're talking about how it's winter and we're chilly, and you're agreeing, yes, but you also are maybe nude or just wearing underwear, or you showed up shirtless. I have boxers on. Okay. Ooh, showing us the meat. I I got the heat on. I've got my fireplace over here. Uh, Daddy's cozy, warm at home. I'm all good. You like to keep it toasty. I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like to wear a lot of clothes. So uh, well yeah. So one Heat up, you know, clothes off. <laughs> me either. I think I'm tired of my neighbors looking in the window, seeing me shirtless or like running around the house in my underwear. Oh, show it off, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I don't think uh, uh, Daddy Will here has any issue with uh, the neighbors seeing what you're yeah, up wait, to. Why, why don't we introduce you a little better? Why don't you tell <laughs> everyone listening what do you do? Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. So I am a tantra and sex coach, and in a nutshell, I help teach people how to give and receive more pleasure. By nutting in a shell? But, no, yeah. Kidding. By uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> Meatball, so, when, when he said ta- sex coach, what? you you perked up. Well, I just wondered what that meant. I, well, because ta- you said tantra. So is that like Sting yeah, in his like tantric <laughs> sex? He likes to fuck for hours? Yes. You know, when when people think of tantra, a lot of times Sting is... <laughs> what comes to mind mm-hmm. because he and his wife his wife Trudy have been tantric practitioners for years and years and one of the aspects of tantra is attaining the ability to have sex for hours and hours without ejaculating and while that is one aspect of tantra tantra oh. is not all about sex tantra is a spiritual path not not a religion, but a spiritual path towards enlightenment and inner peace. And those are pretty um, fancy words for saying I can more easily go with the flow. Shit doesn't bother me as much anymore. I'm just oh. at peace as I move around the world. And there's many different ways to reach those uh, higher frequencies of mindset. And mine does happen to be through touch and sex and sensuality. But there are tantric practitioners who are more, um, they resonate more with sound or music, or maybe they're artists, or maybe they're dancers or massage therapists. So there's Mm -hmm. different ways to raise your vibration, raise your average thought to a higher level so that your life unfolds in a more positive way. Um, uplifting way are there are there a lot of young people who are involved in this kind of work because i honestly feel like you know i'm in my mid-30s i'm beginning to sort of like like be excited i talk about this all the time like very excited to be 40 years old very excited to sort of like settle in a little bit more and i feel like i have such frantic energy that i'm trying to like shake off from my 20s uh do you find that it's more sort of like people who have lived a little more life like a little more mature or it's absolutely that that, that's that's a really great comment because it is more rare when somebody in their 20s starts being curious about Tantra, um, a more connected way of interacting sensuously with somebody, um, a way to 
kind of branch out from your habits of mm-hmm. both masturbation and partnered sex. And usually in the 20s, it's just like, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to experiment and get laid as many times as I want and try mm-hmm. this and that. And I can come five times in a day. So why do I need to, you know, last a couple hours in bed with somebody, you know? And then once you kind of get some of those years under your belt, it's like, <laughs> oh, what else is there? And and then you might start start branching out into more alternative ways to become intimate. Well, okay. Oh. So like you like what well uh, what i was gonna say is like seeing your online i i came across you on uh uh, came across your content on twitter uh someone that i follow i don't even know who reposted one of your videos and then i was like whoa and i sent the video to meatball because it was you by by a palm tree like pissing and coming at the same time Oh yeah! <laughs> what a guess! I, was like, I thought that I, that was supposed to be physically impossible. Well, no. Uh, you know, one of the things I teach is to how to gain more function and control and more pleasure out of your cock. And so I'm constantly looking way, looking for ways to kind of tweak my ability to enjoy my penis more. And do more things with it. And I saw somebody had posted a video where they were pissing and coming at the same time. And so I like set my mind to learn how to do it. And and I taught myself. And so that's where that video came from. How long did it take you to teach yourself? It actually didn't take that long because the technique was, has some similarities to how to have multiple orgasms, which is another thing that I teach. Oh, well, yeah. how do you, okay, how do you teach that? Like, how do you get inside someone else's mind, body, and brain and be like, this is how you come multiple times? Well, I'm pretty excited about teaching it now because prior to COVID, um, well, first of all, my my Twitter page is called Tantric Fitness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Tantric Fitness is the name of my company. And basically, I like to help men bring more sex and sensuality and sexual energy into their everyday lives. And I find that through exercise and movement and exploring our bodies is a really great access point for men. And so I teach guys about proper masturbation. I teach them about how to exercise in a way that improves your partnered sex. Uh, I teach men Basics like how to clean your hole, yeah. how to find a prostate, what? how have to you massage ever cleaned your, it. Cle- Meatball, have you ever cleaned your hole? Yeah, all the time. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. But I mean, wait. It's the one you... thing about you that's clean. No, I'm just Yes, kidding. mama. But, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to ask. I know people don't know no, how to clean their buttholes. No, what were you going to ask? I was going to be like, what do you mean people don't know how to clean their buttholes? And then I thought about it for like two seconds and was like, uh, yes, a lot of people don't know how to clean their buttholes. Me? I've had so much trouble like cleaning out in the past that I, and I find it like painful and uncomfortable and sort of challenging. And so I have for many years just like taken bottoming off the table and I've spoken to people in the past about um, oh, sort of, I was a top sort of exclusively, or I did other things. And then at some point in my life, I I had the urge to bottom. I wanted to receive anal sex. And so mm-hmm. once your sort of mind flips over, they said like, oh, then it became much more like 
of a, a like an easier thing to like think about cleaning out and all of this stuff. And I, I really, I very much relate to that because like, to me, people are always like, oh yeah, blah, 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 your ass. And I'm like, that's really like a no-go area for me. Cause I just don't, I'm not, I don't feel it. Like it doesn't feel exciting to me. Yes. And I can totally relate because in my twenties, I was the same way, you know, I would, I would see videos of people getting fucked and, and I was definitely a top because I didn't understand it. I had actually never even heard of cleaning out before, not, not until I was about 26 or 27 years old. And my best friend told me, and I was like, what? Oh, that's how they do it. And then I practiced and learned and I was like, oh my God, I, I just missed out on 10 years of getting my ass fucked because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. I didn't even know it was possible. Right. And Oh, wow. You, know, you had uh, your guest on last week, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Herrera, and I loved that interview because one of the things you guys were talking about was sex education in this country and mm-hmm. how it is abstinence only. Mm-hmm. And it's very warning based. Like, don't catch this. Don't get somebody pregnant. Mm-hmm. It, yes. And it's also only focused on the pleasure of a man. It talks about, yeah, a man comes, but it doesn't talk about women having orgasms. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we're giving. Wait, women the... can have orgasms? Stop. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, but now you know that men can also have multiple orgasms, which, of course, is easy for a lot of I... women. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought like once the man came, they were like, all right, give me 15, 20 minutes. They need that refractory period. You need to go look at this man's uh, uh, page and content and videos. And you brought up that (laughs) word, you brought up that word refractory period, which is very Mm -hmm. important because that is part of my technique is I teach men how to diffuse their refractory period. And (gasps) the refractory period meaning that's just the physiologic kind of time out that we have in Uh between erections and orgasms and ejaculations where your cock goes soft, usually gets super sensitive. You don't want to be touching it. You're disinterested in sex and you kind of have that thought of like, that's what I get grabbiest for it (laughs) right at the end. Would you say that's when I get grabbiest when it's all soft and sensitive and they're like, don't touch it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then they're like, ah, (laughs) yeah. So I, I teach men how to diffuse that process so that your cock stays hard and then you can come over and over again. It's it's pretty amazing. It's a very life changing skill. And I teach it in a very step-by-step methodical tutorial type way. So it's, it's very easy to learn. This is so interesting. So when Something you're... Something we... Oh. Yeah, go for it. You well, go. I mean, so because of COVID, I know that you can't really do this stuff one-on-one. Is Are you still able to teach it, like, through Zoom? Or do you have to be there with them, like, you know, half-tugging it? Well, I was teaching through Zoom at the beginning of the ta- pandemic. I was doing masturbation coaching online. And a lot of people are like, who needs... Coaching on how to jack well, off. I'm curious about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I so, want to know kind of, you said earlier that people are jerking off wrong. What is that? How are they doing it wrong? Well, I don't want to say people are jerking off wrong, but there's there are ways that you can masturbate that better prepare you for partnered sex. And here's why. So our cocks <laughs> are like any other part of our bodies. They respond to the attention we give them. They respond to habit. And they respond to practice. 
So if you masturbate with the same stroke, with the same speed, and the same pressure every single time, then you have trained your cock to respond to that exact approach, that exact speed, pressure, and stroke. Ah. So then when you're with a partner and then they're doing something different or they're not doing it hard enough or their hands facing the wrong way, then you're sort of like, uh, my cock's not really responding the way I want it to. Oh, my, my, my dick's going down. Oh, this is not going to get me to that point of no return. Or maybe they're sucking you. It doesn't feel like your hand. Or maybe you're fucking them and it's not tight enough because when you jack off, you squeeze your cock so hard. That's when you got to slap them and tell them, tighten up. <laughs> squeeze tighten that hole, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like so many people are always like, oh, I can never come from a blowjob, which right. I always just take as like, okay, challenge accepted. But yeah, that whole idea that like because you've trained – there's a trained response to a certain scenario. Exactly. Something else that I've heard you say in your videos um, is uh, the idea of like being goal oriented. Like, and I've talked about this on our show before where to me, I, I never think like, Oh, I'm going to take the hour this afternoon or even the 30 minutes mm-hmm. to like luxuriate in a masturbatory experience. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling kind of horny. Let me go and literally like remove the cum from my body, have an orgasm very quickly so I can like get back to what I'm focused on. And from, from your internet presence, it seems like you really spend a lot of time each day and then sometimes not even coming, like building it up over multiple days. Yes, definitely. So, so what you just said there about, it almost feels like it's a crotch sneeze, <laughs> like yes. a oh, physiologic yes. process that needs to out, happen baby. so that I can Get go on with, <laughs> so that I can go on with my day. Right. Yeah. It's like, just shoot this load and then I can get out to my to-do list. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So you have just practiced getting off really fast, kind of not really honoring the experience, not not connecting with yourself. And so you've practiced a detached sexual experience, right? Mm. Now, when you if you are having mm. sex with a partner, don't you want to clean up your room and set some time aside and really think about how you want to connect with that person and you want to take your time and you want to explore different levels of arousal and maybe you want to try a couple things that you saw some people doing online that you want to experiment with. So if you're not doing that with yourself, then those moments with the partner might not be as smooth and comfortable and it's not just the the physical aspect of the training. You know, if you're just jacking off for four or five minutes, which is what most guys do, then if you're in a longer than four or five minute session, then your mind starts to wander. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it'll start to wander off to fantasies that have nothing to do with the person you're with just to get your, your arousal in the place you want it to because uh. that's what you have practiced. This Daddy is Will like, said, if you can't fuck yourself, you can't fuck anybody else. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god and this is like so yeah. nail on the head like our tarot card reading yeah. i just feel like you told me exactly about myself why i would rather like fuck a stranger in the woods than uh for four or five minutes like that than like have a, you know like a, a, a elongated romantic experience with the person exploring different levels of intimacy and pleasure and hey but sometimes that's great to... too though oh, yeah, sure go. sure go ahead sure. well it sounds like it goes back to like the shame of jacking off like they make it seem like it's such a bad thing to do that you just kind of want to like get it over with get the release out have your little serotonin moment and then be done yes and let me tell you where a lot of that shame comes from okay a lot of the shame comes from our upbringing from our parents Mm -hmm. um and that come from their parents from religion and from government so have you ever been in a sexual situation, maybe it was masturbatory or with another partner, where you just felt one with yourself or the person you were with and everything disappeared and it felt so connecting and beautiful and mm-hmm. like one of the reasons why you're here on earth, that feeling? Yeah. You felt that before. Yeah, I did. Have, have you a big dipper? No. Have you have you made love with someone and, and really felt a, a strong connection and and almost like an opening in your core of 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 appreciation and love? Oh wait, I'm gonna say no. Never mind. I think I maybe just did too many poppers. <laughs> I think I may have been high on poppers or drunk. No, I mean the the one time I ever felt that sort of like me in the universe, like open up like that. Sort it was when I had the first time I ever got acupuncture. Mm-hmm. I had this like like someone hit like they like put something in the be- in my back and like I just felt or maybe it was in my forehead but I felt like I shot up into the sky and connected to the universe like I had that sort of a like feeling mental and in my body but Amazing. I've never really had that during sex because I don't know why because but yes keep going so no I haven't achieved that so through sex, either with yourself, high levels of arousal when you're masturbating, or high levels of real connected sex with somebody else, you have a real powerful ability to be able to connect with yourself, that person, with nature and the universe, the world around you. Sex literally created every single person's life. Yeah. Our cocks created our life. A um, ejaculation, an orgasm created our life. And so the pleasure leading up to those life-giving ejaculations is also life-giving in nature and should be explored and celebrated. When you are not watching porn and you're reaching high states of, of arousal, you can connect your frequency, your mind frequency to that of your inner being And then you start directly downloading thoughts and ideas for how your life will manifest in the most comfortable and beautiful way possible. Wow. It's like the secret, but it's the secret. The secret. (laughs) Okay, well. I know that's kind of heavy. I know that's kind of heavy. No, it's, I mean, what what it sounds like is that you, through so much of this practice and this teaching and this learning, have found this um consciousness that has really expanded 
your, you know, understanding of the universe, which is really incredible. I think some, you know, I put something in our little notes here that I want to talk about briefly and then we'll take a break. But, you know, when you Google what is the average amount of sexual partners that a person has in their life, what seemed to come up in a few different studies was somewhere between four to eight, basically less than oh, ten people. No. And I think I Th- think that's obvi- because a lot of people are lying. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's because a lot of people are straight and uh, steeped in a society based on religion, which is you know the idea of no sex before marriage in a lot of religion, a lot of cultural mm-hmm. you know like places like either whether they be. Um, you know, anything before marriage is frowned upon, arranged marriage, like families coming together. The only partner you're going to have is the person you get married to. You stay in that loveless marriage. Like those things happen a lot. And so much of the world, you know, are not like freaky deaky queer people. And so I just I find it fascinating because it speaks to what you're saying, where it's like, if the majority of the population of the world is sort of still working within these systems of like suppressed religion or like, like the cultures that don't celebrate either um, sexual exploration, promiscuity, multiple partners, whatever I'm like between four to 10 people, like uh, my number is crazy high compared to that. So I think it's so Mm -hmm. interesting. Yes. Yeah, it it is very interesting. And of course, some people find the love of their lives and that's amazing and they want yeah. to be with that person forever. And I've had I've had several monogamous relationships that were absolutely spectacular. I wouldn't trade for anything. But um I I do want to go back to sex education in this country and how it's mm-hmm. so warning-based and abstinence only. And again, a lot of that comes from the power of our genitals and what the connection with our genitals can do for our lives. And in a lot of cultures in our world history, the older generations would take the younger generations and show them about sex. They would teach them about proper masturbation and and taking care of their genitals. And they would literally show them how to make love. I mean, these things that feel the best of anything on our bodies and literally create life were given zero instruction on how to maximize Whoa. their function mm-hmm. and pleasure. None. And so that's what my page is all about. And I I I like to take on kind of a daddy essence, you know, kind of take a man under my wing and teach him about his penis and and love and connection. So that that's kind of the energy that I come from, but you know, I I I teach men of all ages. I'm I'm starting to work with trans men, which I'm really excited about. Um, there are straight men following my page. I got one a message from a guy yesterday who's really happy because he's like, I can keep my boner longer, and I'm able to fuck my girlfriend for a couple hours now. I never thought this was possible. Wow! So oh, I'm wow! Really, I'm happy that my content is resonating not just with gay men, but but all men, and and hopefully I can I can branch out a little further. I even have it in mind to create a curriculum for over eighteen. Um, that is basically like a how-to, how to ask for, how to talk about boundaries and consent, how to oh, ask yeah. for what you want. Um, maybe a list of 
very basic how to like how to find a clitoris, how to find a G spot, how to give a prostate massage, how to rim, you know, all these things that we stumble around and figure out over time, sometimes feeling like an idiot, which is just ridiculous. All of this stuff should be handed to us and celebrated as we explore it. It's one of the joys of being here. Well, and I think, you know, it is also one of the most universal things that we have. Obviously, there are folks, you know, who are on the ace spectrum and the asexual community or people who are sort of born with a body that maybe doesn't, you know, fully function or work or whatever. But basically, the human experience, like if you have a body, you have genitals, right? And so Mm -hmm. it is one of the most like unifying uh, things that we have as people, no matter what background or culture or geographically where you're from. So it is so fascinating that so much of it is like repressed and not talked about. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you, you said, you know, some people might not be fully able-bodied and I've had men who are quadriplegic attend some of my online workshops who create sexual pleasure from their mind. Wow. Amazing. They think, they breathe, they move energy with their thoughts. They vibrate their vocal cords. You know, we have the capacity to give ourselves pleasure in so many ways if we if we open up to it. And it's really beautiful to see somebody who essentially cannot feel their genitals experience waves and waves of sexual pleasure because of how they direct their minds. It's very powerful. (gasps) This is so cool. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's like meditation, but for your penis. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we are back, and I just have a couple of, like, you know, logistical questions I wanted to ask you, which is, like, um, obviously, you're very passionate about what you do. Uh, you Have you always done this type of work, or did you have, like, a career prior to this, and then you were like, I'm going to make videos and, like, stroke my dick while I educate people and talk about, you know, sex? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank thank you for asking that. Yes. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, you've just been studying this for years, so this would take me forever. Why bother? And no, I've actually only been studying Tantra and exploring ways to expand my function and pleasure of my cock for about five or six years. It has hmm. not been that long. Oh. Um I, I did have a business career before. I used to have a suit and tie and company car job selling medical equipment to hospitals. Whoa. And I've been a personal trainer and Pilates and yoga instructor. Um, and part of what I offer is I teach men how to create exercise routines that help them perform better in bed. So oh. I do naked yoga I for better that. sex. So I'll, I, I'll teach a yoga class this is for tops. These moves are for bottoms. This is going to help get your legs open. So you can get that cock in you real deep. This is going to help you fuck longer and more comfortable. This is going to help you get those, you know, your lower back in a place where you can round your back and get your legs over your head. Uh, Stuff like that. The flexibility, you know, the classic. 
Yeah, yeah. So I've done all that. And then um, most of the time in the past 20 years, I've been doing uh, therapeutic massage. And then I mm. added erotic and sensuous massage about uh, eight or nine years ago. Uh, and then when the pandemic hit, I had had this idea about creating practical and explicit sex education for several years. I just didn't know how to do it because I'm super like a Luddite as far as tech goes. <laughs> but I just, I just like practiced and learned and watched tutorials and I had people help me. And I thought, okay, here's my chance because I can't work with people right now. And so I just bought equipment and set up cameras and, and these ideas in my head, a lot of the ideas came from masturbating and meditating and expanding my mind. And that's where a lot of these concepts came from. And I just started putting them on film and I opened my Twitter account and, you know, next thing you know, you know, 40,000 people are checking it out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Do that's... you, I want to know, I'm always so fascinated by this because like, okay, so I make music and I make queer to content and a lot of the like lyrics are, you know, sexual and raunchy, but it, you know, it all plays on YouTube. It's not, you know, explicit. But when I talk to my family about what I do, some of my cousins who are my age, they follow me. They look at my stuff on YouTube. Oh, no. My, my aunt and uncles sort of know what it is. My parents know what I do, they know my stage name and everything. But they, I've told them, I'm like, hey, don't. Don't ever look. Don't watch my music video. Like, there's just, you know, there's like a line there. And so I guess what I'm curious is like, do 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 you have relationships with like a non-chosen family? And do they know what you do? And do you talk about it with them? Yes. I'm part of what I teach is being very matter of fact and open and upfront about our sexual desires and practices. So it would be kind of hypocritical for me to be like, okay, aunt, I, I'm going to blocking you from my Facebook because I don't want you right. to see my how to clean my hole video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can put that stuff on Facebook. <laughs> I do. I, I really push the envelope. So I, I did put a little trailer on there, but you know, the part where I'm like, stick it into my ass. That's, <laughs> That's not on there. <laughs> so do they like, are they curious about it? Do yes, they ask about it? Yes, they're very curious. You know, you know, um, some of them are 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 staunch Republicans and uh, <gasps> I don't I don't hear from them, but that they still follow me and they're still <laughs> friendly and send Christmas cards. I do have uh, Republican relatives that I'll post something and sometimes it's like super sexual, like you know, like I'm in the splits and it says, you know, come to naked yoga for better sex. And my aunt will click like on it <laughs> or have fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it's, fun. it's great. And and then I've had other relatives like actually ask me, you know, genuine heartfelt questions about about things going on with them or, or one of their kids or something. So I find that the more transparent you are the more it helps other people let their guard down and then they're more, more open with you more often than not. I love that. That's great. Um, I have, a, go ahead, Meeple. No, you can go ahead. Okay. I have another question about a video <laughs> that you recently put. Cause, okay. So when I asked you to be on the show, you said you were down in San Diego for a little bit. So let's wait until you were back in LA. 
And then I saw that you were posting a couple of videos from the beach in San Diego. Now, I have only lived in L.A. for about five years, but I have heard tell of Black's Beach, which Ooh. is like a nu- nudie gay beach in San Diego. Is this correct? Yes. It's Can you I'm... tell us a little bit about, because you? I think you even mentioned you were like, I'm at the beach, it's my favorite place or something like that. Is there a place in the forest where I could go uh, do some splits and see what happens? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, comes along. And please bring the camera. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to show off. Yeah. So I used to live in San Diego, and Black's Beach is one of my favorite places on Earth. It's one of the uh, biggest and longest-standing nude beaches in the world. Uh, wow. it's, it's really beautiful. It's uh, in La Jolla, which is above San Diego. It's a little bit tricky to get there. There's quite a, a hill and cliff you have to navigate to go down. Oh, so you've got to really want it. you got to really want <laughs> it. Now, there's a longer way to get there that, that takes maybe about an hour. That's much more gentle. But, you know, you're going it, to it's going to add to your day. But uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta want it. But once you get down there, it's just this expanse of sand and beach and and naked people, and it's very respectful in that you know people, especially now, people are social distancing, and even beyond COVID, you know, people are very respectful about their space and everything. But there are areas where if people are wanting to cruise and interact, they can. And there's also areas like like you saw me in the film where I can actually film by myself and, and be undisturbed. And I get a lot of inspiration from being outdoors, under the sun, and naked. It's just a turn on to me. The thoughts and concepts and ideas come, and I just really feel like satisfied and, and nurtured in that environment. Have you ever attended, I had a friend that I made out here in LA who, I think he had just moved here and we were hanging out and then after it sort of became clear that we were going to be like friends, he was like, I just have a question for you. Do you know like what the nudist scene is like here in LA? And I was like, oh, it's, I don't actually, but I like, I like did some Googling and I like sent him a handful of like places to go. Do you attend or have you been to CCBC? What, well, are they called? <laughs> Springs. You've been you back love there. to bring up CCBCs. But, <laughs> you but, teaching oh, classes back there? <laughs> I guess what I'm curious about is, those nudist like or or it's the term is naturalist right mm-hmm. those events where they are not explicitly sexual because we've talked a lot about you know yeah. naked events where like there is sex going on but then you know when people are just like i don't like wearing clothes and we want to socialize have you yes. done that sort of thing as well Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nudist or naturist is uh, the Europeans often call it naturist. And in I moved here from San Francisco about a year and a half ago. And several of my friends would host naked parties that were non-sexual. Huh. There would be food and drinks. And my favorite one that I would go to, uh, because I'm a burlesque performer, um, uh, uh, they they would have performances. I didn't know she was a showgirl. Yeah, yeah I had no idea. <laughs> what? As and, an artist, we need to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> I'm looking for performance opportunities after COVID. But yes, they you would. Ever um, accidentally swallow a rhinestone? 
accidentally. No, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they would have these events where you would show up, you would check your clothes, and then you would just socialize and cocktail party. And then at a certain hour, the people who wanted to perform, whether it was singing or dancing or reading poetry or doing little a monologue tap dance. little tap little dance whatever <laughs> yeah whatever whatever it took then then there there'd be a little show but but no sex going on i was there was it the rule no sex or was it like because there's something about being in a room full of naked people even if there is like an understanding that it's not supposed to be sexual to me the that's smell? inherently the smell kidding. is inherently sexy so yeah. i would just kind of be like who can i take over to the back like i would try to find a corner yes i have seen a little bit of that but if you a little get, fondling a little yeah, fondling it, but if you get if you get too out of control at a, an event like that that specifically says this is non-sexual this is this is then you might not be asked back because well, that explains most me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't get that invitation the second time. Not being asked back. <laughs> that should be uh, in your Twitter bio. Never asked back for a second. <laughs> I've never been asked back. Oh my god! And it's funny you're asking about this now because a friend of mine uh, just told me that last year he started uh, a Los Angeles uh, naked social group. <gasps> And he's creating an app and everything. And so oh. I'm like, oh, boy, this is this is going to be really exciting. Oh, you'll have to loop me in so I can tell my friend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, tell, I'll, my, yeah I'll... tell my friend in air yes. quotes. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, fine. <laughs> I, just, I just know that, that after COVID, of course, everybody's going to want to get together. But, but also get – and fuck. But also to get together in, in more um, – in more connected, more well-rounded ways, and it can be nude, and it's exciting. Yeah, and I think people are going to be... They're going to be itching to take their clothes off in front of each other. Yes, but I also think, just speaking to what you were talking about before, about like really connected experiences, I think people are going to be also like... There's there's gonna be a uh, there's gonna be a bit of apprehension, you know. Even once people are vaccinated, like people are gonna be like, "Is this environment worth it? Am I really?" You know, I think some people obviously right now don't even care, and they're already out doing whatever. Yes, but I think you know people who are a little more thoughtful are gonna be like, "Is this a casual thing, or is this gonna be worth it to me?" And so I feel like a lot of people are gonna be valuing that more connected experience, whether it be social or sexual. I totally agree. Yeah, quality. I think I think the focus on quality over quantity will will Meatball, will be what are you gonna focus. do? Not be asked back? Quality over quantity? I mean it's like you're getting edged out here. Maybe I, I guess I'm just gonna stick to online. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've reached our final segment, which is called Fuck, fuck talk. talk. And now we have been fuck talking this Nailed whole it. show. But um, this is the part of the show where we like to recall a very specific moment uh, that is often uh, maybe embarrassing or funny or outrageous from a sexual exploit from our past. Uh, Meepal and I often tell 
just really sort of traumatizing stories about yeah, situ- situation almost murdered which maybe we should have not been a part of but uh i think i think everyone does but you know speaking back to what i said earlier about how so much of the world might only have a handful of sexual partners i think a lot of gay men have just wild and insane sexual stories i want to hear a cruising story if you have one yeah you want to hear a cruising story okay um, this story I just thought of yesterday because, yes. uh, have you, have you guys seen the documentary called Circus of Books? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that was, okay, I'm 53. Okay. So Circus of what? Books was my porn you store. You younger than Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's all the special lighting I have. <laughs> um, so Circus of Books was my porn store in the 90s. I lived in L.A. for a few years in the 90s. Uh-huh. And it was right down the street for me. I used to go there all the time. And I I know Circus of Books is having troubles right now, but if They're I gave close. them back the video I still have from them and paid the late fees, I could probably pull them out of debt right now. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I still have a couple of videos. But anyway, but behind Circus of Books, there was this Vaseline cru- Alley? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, well, baby, cruising area called <laughs> baby, Vaseline Alley. And I would cruise around there sometimes. You would drive around. You would walk around. There was even signs at night, like, you can't turn left here at night. Or, you know, it was really trying to discourage you from cruising around there. And I saw this dude in a black Mustang. It was like my favorite car. He was like, you know, super my type, just gorgeous man. And we're kind of past each other a couple times. And then I saw him drive behind this building into a parking lot. And it was kind of dark. And I get out. And one of my fantasies was to be fucked on top of a car. I don't know why, you know. Hell, it's like on the hood? (laughs) Yeah, you know, this is the 90s. It was like, you know, that's sort of the thing you'd see in a gas station or something, you know? Right. So uh, I was like, okay, I really want to get fucked on the car. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll fuck you on top of my car. So he, <laughs> he's, he's like, let me go grab a condom. I've got I've got some in the trunk. So he comes. He So I'm, I'm like pulling in my pants. I'm, I'm on the hood, legs in the air, kind of checking my angles. <laughs> he... <laughs> He comes Wait, around. Are you laying on your back? On I'm the- on my back. Yeah, I'm on my back. <laughs> yes! Legs. Yeah, I can do the split. So, like, my legs are just wide open. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell my friends. It's like already building my story. And he come. He you know comes around the corner. He's got the condom and he rips it out, pulls it open. It was a tea bag. No! <laughs> <laughs> So we had a good laugh. <laughs> and then he found a real condom and just fucked the hell out of me. It was so awesome. But were, very... you, were you very vocal while you were getting fucked? Because yeah. that's like out Are you afraid open, of getting right? caught or do you no, like No, yeah, I was not vocal at all because it was, you're in the alley. It was dark. It was, you know, it was not something you were supposed to be doing. You're in somebody else's parking lot. No, I was quiet. I was not vocal. Was but, the you vibe? Were, but you yeah. didn't want to get caught, but you were like laying on your back, legs splayed. So what if someone <laughs> just decided to turn that corner and you were just like, oh, I'm searching. Well, then the, they would have gotten quite an eyeful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brown eyeful. Yeah. Um, the, my, I've always been so curious about Vaseline Alley because like, 
you know, obviously pre-COVID, I had been to, you know, sex clubs or a sex party or, or oh. that sort of vibe. But out in the world, my vision of Vaseline Alley is like every 10 feet, there was another person like hanging out and waiting. Like the alley was just full of people and you could sort of drive through and and take your pick. Was it ever Order like that up. or was it really like you just sort of had to catch someone if you found someone? Yeah, it, it, it was never like that. It was never like you know choose from the buffet yeah (laughs) there was always several guys and it was just kind of hit or miss like anything as far as building a connection and just really exciting to be there to begin with but got real busy at like you know 1 30 as the clubs were closing that's for sure right because Mm. back then you couldn't you couldn't open up grinder when you right when the the clubs you know when the clubs were closing back then it was like predators circling. I was one of them because I, I was like, <laughs> you know, you're just like looking, looking, looking. And then if you didn't find anybody, then it was Vaseline Alley or Hollywood Spa or, you know, one of those places. Wow. 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 See, I just don't under like, I mean, I get cruising, but like, it just seems so weird to me because sometimes I feel like people. If there's not someone that's your direct type, you just kind of like pick the next best person or do you go home? Like you're going with the intention of like getting your rocks off. I always choose the next best person. That's my downfall. I never just go home. I have self-respect. I'd be like, nah, none of y'all are working for me. I'll just go sit in my car and jerk off too hard. (laughs) Too hard with that. (laughs) that You know, I do want to address that that one really quick because this yeah. is, this is a question that I'm getting a lot that I didn't quite finish that point with the too oh. hard and too fast. Oh, sure. That's called death grip syndrome. Oh, when you masturbate Jesus. too hard, too fast with the same stroke every time. You pigeon yourself, you pigeonhole yourself into a pattern of arousal that does not serve you with a partner. So I didn't say how to fix that. So to fix that. Oh, yeah. Put a lot of lube in your hand. Oh. Lighten your grip. Slow down. Get your hand to feel like a mouth hole or pussy. And do not let yourself come <laughs> unless you are doing a slower, wet, lighter stroke. You can retrain your cock. A lot of people think, oh, I'm getting older. It's not as sensitive. No. It's how you trained your cock all these years. You can untrain it and teach it to respond better to that lighter, softer, sensitive pleasure that you would experience in a mouth or hole or pussy. Wow. I didn't. Yeah, that's so smart. Retrain your cock, ladies Retrain and gentlemen. Retrain you just been grabbing it too tight, boys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, uh, for, you know, we really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for being here. I feel like I learned so much. We had a great conversation. Where we we said it before, but let's say it again. Where can people find you? So I'm on Twitter at Tantric Fitness, and you can find all of my content. I have over 80 videos on OnlyFans, and my OnlyFans is also Tantric Fitness, and I post two to three new ones every week. 
Thank you. Busy I'm boy. I'm tired of subscribing to an OnlyFans that hasn't been updated since 2019. What yeah. are we doing? Actually, I've been averaging four and a half videos every week, but I guarantee two to three. Yeah. You see a lot of new shit. And some recognizable faces I have found. Yeah, some friends of the pod. Friends of the oh, pod good. pop up on and the And some friends the, on the in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I was, uh, oh, I didn't even know they had an OnlyFans. Yeah, so many people amazing. have OnlyFans that like you don't realize until you, you know, you're on yeah. there to see it. Yeah, there's over a million people on there now, I think. Wow. Um, okay, well, amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so here. much for coming. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. Send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com or call in with your fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball or on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode which now come out every tuesday and friday okay say goodbye thank you so much guys bye-bye bye forever dog to listen to sloppy seconds ad free and one day early sign up for forever dog plus at forever dog podcast.com slash plus Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.